during that time and since then, I had been spending pretty much 24-7 studying spirituality and soaking up as much knowledge as I could get my hands on. Yet it wasn't until the day of his death that the floodgates just came flooding in. I had been practicing gratitude. I had a gratitude journal. I tried doing meditations, but I felt mm, it just wasn't there. Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome to the Perfectly Broken Podcast. Just like the Japanese art of Kintsugi, we're not trying to hide the cracks of our broken past, but rather highlight those struggles with gold. I will be vulnerable, real, and raw with y'all as we figure out how we can turn the damaged pottery of our lives into stunning works of art that are even more beautiful than we ever thought possible. Hey y'all, welcome to the Perfectly Broken Podcast. So if you're watching on my YouTube channel, you can see that I look like a troll right now, but I have been putting off starting this for weeks now. It is uncomfortable, it is out of my comfort zone, and so, man, I came up with every single excuse in the book to not just push play between the technology, not knowing what I'm doing, and then now I wanted to try to look nice for my first episode at least, but I mean, the point of this podcast is to be real and vulnerable with y'all, and this is how I look most of the time. So you get troll Danny for now. And whew, I have to warn you, this is very intimidating, but there's only one way to make my old hard, my new easy, and that is to dive right in and go before I feel ready. So huh, thank y'all for coming along for the ride. And it's funny, I went and tried to listen to the first episode of all of my favorite podcasts to kind of get a feel for what other people were doing. And I'd say more than half of the podcasts out there have deleted their first episode. So I think that it's a struggle for most of us, but I vow to you guys to keep this up no matter how cringe it is and, um, you know, take you along for the whole journey, the good, the bad, the ugly, the painful, the <laughs> comical whatever we're we're in this together so we can grow together and i just am excited to have you guys with me all right so who the fuck am i <laughs> you know i figure for this first episode majority of y'all will know me from my instagram healthy foodie tx and i appreciate you getting to know me over the years and coming along for this new venture that we're on together but um, let me set the scene for you, for those of y'all that are not watching on YouTube. I am currently back home in my baby brother's bedroom, 33 years old, living back home. And as you can see, the moon posters behind me are crooked and out of whack and it's driving me crazy, but I'm also too lazy to actually fix it, so y'all just get the messy version 
because this is my life. My life is messy. Our lives are messy. And the whole point of this is that we don't need to be perfect. Like, ugh, say that again, Danny. I don't need to be perfect. I have been putting this off, putting this off, trying to make it perfect. But what is perfect anyways? Is it even possible to achieve perfection? In my life, no, and that's okay. So right now we're going to get good enough. So let's see. I am a 33-year-old um, engineer who is back home, like I mentioned. So what am I doing back home, you might ask? That takes us back to Martin Luther King Day 2022, so almost exactly a year ago. I had just gotten dumped for the first time in my life. Shout out to Chase. Um, I lost my dream apartment because my ex was... Ugh, he was great, but in this case, he was too wishy-washy on what he wanted, and I felt like he kind of screwed me over. I hated my job in cybersecurity at the time, and now I get the call to hurry home because my dad is dying. So my mom had just broken slash sprained both of her wrists, and so she couldn't take care of him. So I had to drop everything to move back home and care for my dad. So uh, at the time, I guess I could say I was kind of agnostic. I didn't really have a faith. I really wanted to have a faith. I grew up Christian, but um, once I got into school, I didn't understand how science and religion could mix and I had been through so many traumas at that point that I was resentful like how how is there a god how can there be this loving man in the sky that allowed me to get raped and have an eating disorder and you know the list goes on and on and on um abusive relationships like we'll we'll get into all of those so I desperately wanted to have a faith, um, to believe in something bigger than myself, but I just couldn't get there. So, come back to Martin Luther King Day, I rushed home, and I remember just sobbing to my mom, just begging, begging from the depths of my soul for some sort of faith. I just wished I could believe in something bigger than myself, wished I could believe in an afterlife. I'd never really lost a loved one before because all of my grandparents had died before I was born, so uh, or before I was old enough to really understand as well. So my biggest fear of lo losing a loved one was becoming a reality, and I guess this could be said to be my rock bottom um, because my entire life was uprooted and pretty much fell apart in a single day. But now I see that it all fell apart perfectly. So I opened up my heart to the possibility that there was more to life and God slash universe, which I'll use interchangeably. So just choose whatever word resonates best for you. Um, you know, <laughs> He answered big time. So within the next few days, um, I had five, six, seven huge signs that I just couldn't deny any longer. So that's when my spiritual awakening happened. And 
man, I used to like laugh at people for talking about their spiritual awakening, but when it's your time, when your soul is ready for it, it'll hit you and you just can't deny it. So be ready for it um, if that's something that you want. So I was able to recognize God's divine timing in all of it. And I instantly felt nothing but gratitude for my ex for recognizing that we had nothing in common. I don't think either of us were ever even like really attracted to each other. It was just comfortable. He treated me really well. You know, I'm grateful that I didn't wind up getting my dream apartment. I would have been stuck with Elise and having to figure out coming home to take care of my dad, deal with that. Um, phew. I don't know what that would have entailed. And then, um, you know, getting those last three months with my dad before he died were the greatest gift that I could ever imagine. And then um, also, if I didn't hate my job, which I was in cybersecurity at the time, then I wouldn't have been able to walk away from any of my life. And so it's just like, even though I felt like I was in the trenches and everything was hitting me at once and it felt so unbearable, now I recognize that it was all uh, so divinely aligned and exactly what needed to happen to bring me home to where I am now. So, come March 20th, 2022, that's the day my dad died, um, and he was 91 years old. Yes, he was my real dad, and I have a 22-year-old baby brother. He's 30 years older than my mom, so interesting family dynamics, but we'll get into that later. And then, um, as difficult as his death was, I feel like it was the best final gift he could have given me. Those three months with him, I got more hugs than I'd had in my entire life from him before. I got to hear stories that uh, I would have missed out on. And we got closure. We had a very, very difficult relationship growing up. He was extremely emotionally abusive, extremely controlling. Um, and then there were a couple of like a near-death experience and um, my mom laid down the law and some dynamics changed and he turned into a completely different man. He turned into such a loving, compassionate, he was my biggest cheerleader. And so um, at the end, we got to talk about all of our past and our history and just get closure and forgiveness. Oh, so much forgiveness and just love between us at the end there. And so, you know, he didn't suffer at all. I got the chance to say goodbye. He died peacefully in his bed, surrounded by family. It really was a blessing. So don't feel sorry for me. You know, I appreciate all the well wishes, but it's a part of life. And it really couldn't have been any more beautiful the way that he went out. So during that time and since then, I had been spending pretty much 24-7 studying spirituality and soaking up as much knowledge as I could get my hands on, yet it wasn't until the day of his death that the floodgates just came flooding in. I had 
been practicing gratitude. I had a gratitude journal. I tried doing meditations, but I felt mm, it just wasn't there. You know, I, I knew that there was so much to be grateful for. Like logically, I was grateful, but in my heart, I just didn't feel it. And I remember uh, hearing his final breath and knowing that it was the end and it was the hardest moment of my life. Hopefully I don't get choked up. It was the hardest moment of my life, but I just instantly felt so much gratitude for those three months that we had together because who gets that? Who gets to say goodbye to their loved one and get closure? And it was the perfect timing too because if it had lasted much longer, it would have just been dragged out. He was starting to get really weak and shaky. Um, He was starting to decline so quickly and this way he he went out without losing his dignity too um so i'm just so incredibly grateful for that and they say grief is a badge of your love and who our love ran so deep at the end there um yeah so just taking that in as a gift. Um, and it's all about perspective too. I chose, I chose to see it as a gift, which I learned to do through the spiritual work that I'd been doing. So after my dad died, I planned to move back to Austin, the place that I'd called home for the past seven years. It's where all my friends were. It's where my job was. Um, and I was trying to find apartments back there and everything, and then my mom's friend came over, and she's psychic. I don't know, you know, what you guys believe in. I don't know what I believed in at the time, but she um, is psychic, and she came and she was like, so, Danny, I know that you are planning on moving back to Austin, which she hadn't had, she hadn't talked with my mom. Um, I hadn't told her that stuff. And she was like, so I know you're planning on moving back to Austin, but I gotta like tell you that that's not really in the cards for you. And I was shocked. (laughs) Like, no, Austin's my home. Like my my Instagram handle at the time was Healthy Foodie ATX for Austin, Texas. Like that was part of my identity pretty much. And so when she said that, I was just like, what? <laughs> like wh- what is going on? Um, and that opened up my mind to the idea of staying here. And then shortly after that, my mom came to me and she still was um, injured and she asked me to stay to help out around the house. And it's funny because I was able to tell people, oh, I'm staying, I'm moving back home, staying back home um, to help out with my mom. But my mom is the most capable, strong person I know. Like, this woman did not need help. She clearly just asked me to stay 
because she knew that I needed it. I was trying to keep a brave face, stay strong and everything, but I was hurting so much. I was grieving so hard. And so it gave me the opportunity to be back home living rent-free. So I left the job that I hated. They they wanted me to come back to work the same week my dad died. And I was like, mm, yeah, so I don't quit, but I'm not coming back right now um, because I wanted that severance package. Um, and I had PTO, like I could have easily taken some PTO and gone back and they didn't really give me that option. So it all worked out well. I got fired, which is kind of what I was hoping for. Um, so I moved back home for good, got everything from my ex's place, moved it into storage and had the um, ability then to tell people, oh no, I moved back home at 33 years old to help out my family. No, <laughs> come on. Like they were helping me out for sure. I am the emotional one in the family. I am the one that feels everything so deeply, super sensitive. And so I can't imagine having to go back to Austin, living alone, and trying to navigate this new chapter of life on my own. So I have been back home for the past year um, and have just been really in this tight little cocoon for all of 2022, focusing on healing and growth. I found a spiritual therapist and went to her for six months, graduated from therapy, which, oh, fuck that. <laughs> I loved therapy. I've tried it in the past and hated it, but this time I searched around and found the best therapist for me, and I got so much out of it, so much healing, so much growth, and I graduated, so that's sad, but it is what it is. I guess it's also cool that I made that much progress. So, um, you know, last year, I would, like I said, I was in my tight little cocoon, and now, 2023, I am ready to emerge and come out and share my story, share my lessons learned, and help, um, hopefully, help other people learn and grow with me. Um, whew. And I just want to make it clear that we are all in this together. I felt so broken for all of my life. And now I'm coming to realize that through my pain, I find purpose and it is beautiful. And I am happier now than I ever thought possible. Truly never thought it was possible to be this happy. And like, I am weaning myself off of all of my medications. I am uh, finding community and hopefully building this community. So I hope y'all are um, willing to join this with me. And, um, you know, whatever your deep, dark secret is, this is a safe place for that. Um, you can share whatever you need to share. Get rid of that shame. Get rid of that isolation and just feeling like you're all alone because I guarantee 
if you are feeling there that and you are going through something someone else has been through it if not me which i've been through a hell of a lot of things in my life which i will share with you guys um between eating disorders and rape trauma and who emotionally abusive physically abusive relationships loss of loved ones, uh, lack of confidence, body image issues. I could go on for days and days about how fucked up I am, but I don't own that anymore. I'm not fucked up. I'm, I'm perfectly imperfect exactly where I need to be, and we're all perfectly imperfect. So now I'm just learning to be vulnerable and figure out how I can support you guys and love you. And no matter what struggles we bring to the table, just know that we're all in this together. So I am excited. I know that I was all over the place in this episode and it is probably going to be pretty painful to go through. So if you made it to the end, please shoot me a DM. Um, let me know like what your thoughts are, how you found this, and go follow me over on the Perfectly Broken podcast and Healthy Foodie TX is my personal page. That's where I share my life on my stories and just take you along to um, get to know me and everything that is going on in my life, um, if you care at all. <laughs> But, um, you know, I'm just so grateful to have you guys here. And like I said, majority of the podcasts that I listen to delete their first episode. So as much as I will want to delete this episode as I continue to grow and get better at this and like look back and I'm just like, what the fuck was I thinking? Like how bad was that? But this whole thing is about being vulnerable, real, and raw. And for any of y'all that are looking to start your own podcast, it is intimidating and it's going to be scary and uncomfortable at first, but we're going to make our old heart our new easy. So I will never delete this. I want you guys to see what it's all about, where we started, and it's hopefully just going to grow and evolve from here. So thank you guys for coming along and ah, I love you guys already. <laughs>